As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. theory behind this ongoing mass psychological phenomenon of alien-related self-deception. This is the famous E.T. Highway. That is Area 51. So what? A UFO then? Yes. A UFO then. on YouTube and mountain-gate.com. And you're listening to the Alien Strand Podcast with Donald Ledesma. Catch us on YouTube and hit like and subscribe. We'll We'll see see you there. there. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alien Strand Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ledesma, and today we're going to do something special. Uh, I have a, a special guest with me. His name is Chris Wax. And uh, he did the movie, Case 347. 
He's a director, producer of it, and he comes out in the film as well. But before we get into that, I just want to thank everybody for for listening to Alien Strand Podcast and uh, and just sharing, sharing the news and sharing it all over the place and, and just kind of, uh, uh, you know... Uh, Telling everybody about Alien Strand, I really, really do appreciate that. And uh, you know, uh, you can catch us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. We have a small little channel there. Check that out. We have a couple little promos going. Uh, Alien Strand One and Two is out. Uh, working on Alien Strand Three promo. That's going to be the final one. That's going to be ready here soon. Uh, also. Um, if you want to, uh, you can give us a, f- a phone call if you want to be a guest on the show at 245-8000. Again, that's 361-245-8000. You got a movie, a book, uh, you want to talk about an alien abduction, have uh, you seen anything up there, uh, you, you've been catching a lot of anomalies in the sky, give me a call. You have some good photos, some good intel, call me and then we'll set something up for you, okay? So, uh, like I said, I really do appreciate you guys listening to Alien Strand and and, uh, and just being out there for us and... Uh, and just lately, I've been just putting out a lot of good stuff there on on, uh, on Facebook. So if you go back to the Facebook app, uh, you'll see that there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people out there that uh, been kind of seeing these strange cloud for- formations, especially in Canada. There's a few, there's two of them out there that uh, the friends sent me, and uh, I checked that out, and and I sent that to them, and and uh, you know give them a, a we went back and forth on on the photos and what we thought they were. Uh, so, but before we get into that, like I said, uh, I just want to welcome everybody. Thank you for being here. And like I said, we're going to be doing, this is a live broadcast and, uh, and I just want you guys to interact with me. If you want to, you can chat with me while I'm talking to Chris, maybe ask him some questions and then we'll go from there. All right. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and, and, uh, and bring Chris in on the phone. So let's go ahead and get him on the line right now. So on the phone now, we have uh, Chris Wax. Uh, he's a movie director of uh, Case 347. Uh, you on the phone there, brother? I am, Don. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so you guys, uh, I got you got in touch with me, and I ended up uh, watching this, uh, this, this movie uh, that you had made and directed uh, before uh, it came out on, on March 3rd. And uh, when I saw it, I really enjoyed it, you know, because it had a lot of uh, a lot of good things in there as far as the aliens, Area 51, uh, you know, the alien highway that's out there. So uh, can you kind of elaborate on the movie a little bit and let's talk about yourself and and let's just get going from there. So uh, so how did you get started in making this movie? Well, for, for uh, first off, I really appreciate you uh, taking a look at the movie. As you said, you got uh you got to screen it and everything and uh, get a little feel of the flavor of the movie before uh, before everybody else. So I appreciate you taking the time and having me on. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I spent my, I've spent my entire life uh, studying art. I was an art major in high school. I grew up in New York. Uh, I was an art major in high school. I went to art school uh, after that, uh, SUNY Purchase College. And then I went to uh, School of Visual Art after that in New York, and then I studied with uh, William Esper, which is a performing arts school, for three years. So I spent, uh, spent the majority of my life studying art. <laughs> and, nice. And, uh, mo- yeah, moved out to, uh, to L.A. I had the opportunity to come out here and kind of do the, uh, the typical Hollywood story, which is you know sleeping on somebody's dining room floor for four months, 
uh, a guy that I went to school with in New York that was originally from LA. He came out and kind of said, Hey, you got to come out here. This is the place to be. And, uh, I've just been out here plugging away for 14 years. Um, I did a few, I did a few short films. Uh, I did, I did a short film called Irish eyes. Right. Uh, I believe in two, in 2010, I did a, uh, another short film. These are both $30,000 films shorts. I did another short called, uh, the faithful, uh, they both did really well at festivals and uh, were really, you know, well received, but didn't uh, didn't really do much for me as far as you know how to how to monetize, how to become a, a professional at, at what you're doing and what you're creating. Right. And right. Uh, then I did a, a web series, kind of the same same results, won some awards, and uh, you know again got got a little attention uh, my way. But again, like I was saying, it's, it's not paying the bills. You're just making art for fun. And I've uh, spent the last 10 years in television development as well. I had projects with Warner Brothers, I had projects with Sony Television, and uh, none of those things ever saw the light of day. So kind of out of, uh, honestly, out of, uh, out of a little bit of frustration uh, of just not seeing projects get greenlit and not having anything to point to and say, hey, yeah, I wrote this or I directed this. Right. Uh, I decided to I decided to start my own production company and, and nice. finance my own film. Yeah. Right. So... Uh, I just got together with a few people and, you know, people that I've been working with over the course of the time that I've been in LA, which is, you know, 10 years of working in independent film and, and, uh, was able to just call people up. Maya was, Maya Stallion is the star of the film and she was one of my first calls. Maya was the star of one of my short films 10 years ago before she was famous, before she was on, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and before right. she was on, um, um, Castle, you know, before she had these big films, oh, she's, she has a big film coming out on Netflix right yeah, now yeah. Uh, with Nia with Nia Long. I mean, so she's she's uh, she's like the right caliber of famous, where she can lend her name to something, but she still uh, can get away with uh, not having the recognizability of like a Brad Pitt or something. So it would take the audience out, you know, of the idea that we're doing a found footage film, right? And right. Um, you know, Maya signed on and said, uh, you know, she loved the concept and was nice. willing to. You know, work with what we were able to pay. <laughs> and, right. uh, well, I tell you and, what. You know, we were we're a SAG film. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I she I, when when I saw her character uh, in the film, uh, she she actually pulls me in the film. You know what I mean? Uh, as I'm sitting yeah, there absolutely. watching it, and I'm of course she's the main character, correct? So uh, she's pulling me in as uh, the way she's she's speaking and the way she's talking, uh, and and how she's bringing you to the story. And, uh, and that that really got my attention right away from the very beginning, from the very opening scene, and then from the next scene uh, when you see her in the room. But uh, I mean, I'm not going to give too much away, but uh, I'm just saying that she was a great pick for that uh, for that role right there. You did a good job. And Maya, you know, she's a great actress. She's a, a great human being, and she's not uh, she's not terrible to look at. No, so it's a no. nice combination. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Very pretty woman, very very beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I saw you have uh, okay. You got a you got a pretty good little cast on there as well. You know, uh, yeah, uh, Gillian, Richard Gillian. I remember seeing him on uh, on uh, airplane. <laughs> I saw him on airplane <laughs> back in the day. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and you know he uh, he did a big sci fi movie back in the day as well. Uh huh. Um, and uh, he's Gene Smart's 
husband. If anybody, I mean, again, this is all because of their age. Uh, Jean Smart was one of the designing women, and she just had a really big boost in her career uh, a couple years back because she was the matriarch uh, lead character in the Fargo series, season yes, two. Yes. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, Richard is 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 Jean's wife, and he was uh, he had a, he was the lead of a sci-fi movie in the '80s as well. He's a great great actor. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw him pop out, you know, towards the middle of the film, I was like, "Wow, I remember him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and man, he does a great he does a great job too. Um, as as far uh, as far as the, the 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 film itself, okay, how did you get into the concept of doing this kind of story? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, a television executive had uh, told me that they were looking for. A concept that would have it would have been in the in the 1940s and possibly surrounding Roswell and this is before uh, Project Blue Book came out the series right right and uh, so I was just doing a ton of research I've always loved sci-fi sci-fi is one of my favorite genres I'm a big sci-fi fantasy person uh, I like you know e- Seeing E.T. as a kid might have been one of the things that inspired me the most to be in this field in the first place. I, I just right. love to be able to watch something that either suspends your belief or expands your mind or lets you just escape for a couple hours while you're exactly. enjoying the ride that someone's created. Exactly. And uh, through the research of, of Area 51 and all of the other lore that surrounds these things that kind of started around that, uh, that era, you know, whether it's the hill the Hill abductions, which is obviously one of the you know more famous, more yes. prominent, and earliest abduction cases. From that stuff on, it just it just keeps going. It's really uh, it's a Pandora's box. Once you start, you know, peeling off a layer of the onion, it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, exactly. it's easy to lose yourself in that. And I thought it was a lot of fun. If we were going to do a found footage film, I thought it would be a lot of fun to do it based on things that have actually been reported before, because that would make sense that that footage has been captured. Right, right, exactly. And in the UFO community, I mean, that's a lot of people, They the first thing they're going to point to is going to be Area 51, right? S4, they're going to point in the New Mexico, the Roswell area, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. everything that you put in the film uh, is on point as far as the... Uh, as as the, the story in ufology goes as well too, and and everybody kind of puts that together, and that's why it, it got my attention pretty well because believe me, I am a sci-fi film person. I love to watch a lot of sci-fi movies, and uh, and I watch the big ones of course, and but I like the smaller ones too because there's a lot of good smaller ones out there that really don't get recognition like they should, and so uh, and this one got my attention uh, not just because you brought it to me but you know it was just something that you know, that caught my eye and, and i sat there and grabbed me some popcorn and let me tell you i sat there and watched that whole thing and, and it was great uh so w- when you guys got into the story putting it all together uh were you guys there in, in new mexico area or or how did you guys do that uh, did you have to put a lot of things together just to try to get that concept in place or did it take a while yeah, you know, I, I, I consulted some experts. Uh, a friend of mine is a guy named Stephen Bradford. He's actually writing a book on, uh, on a lot of the uh, things that have happened in the 90s. But he connected me to a lot of other guys, uh, like Tracy Torme, who wrote Fire in the Sky. Right. Uh, Don Schmidt, who literally wrote the book on Roswell. And um, what was really interesting, you know, in a lot of capacities, a lot of professional capacities in the world, if you tried to get into it, people kind of 
they hold you back because it's kind of an elitist type of thing. You know, whether it be whatever, you pick a genre, most people aren't, they don't welcome newcomers with open arms. Exactly. The UFO community was the opposite. These people who have... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No have a huge stake in this and have, have launched their careers off of this uh, arena because they're so passionate about it, because they love the topic so much. Everybody, people, people have reached out to me that are massive names in this business and I'm just I'm just baffled by it every time because they're so sweet so welcoming so loving and so giving to right. the fact that you know uh, that I that I made a movie in their genre basically you know right right well it's because the information is is out there not a lot of people get to search for it, but when these guys do it they do it so well and that and then when you start when you make a story about it And it's based on a lot of, of course, like you said, a lot of things that have happened uh, in the past and stuff. But, you know, they're very appreciative of that, especially like when it's like, almost like trying to open somebody's eyes a little bit. You know, just uh, well, you got to be open minded, man. That's just the way it is, you, you know, just to to get into UF, ufology, UFOs and stuff like that. And especially, you know, in, in movies, you know, you you got to you got to be open minded a little bit just to, you know, try to get grasp the concept of everything. But let me tell you, you did it. You do. You did a great job on that on that film. And you come out in this film. Correct. What's that? You, you do you come out? You come out in this film, do you? Uh, as far as uh, as far as being in front of the camera, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 uh, I'm in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. You play Charlie, correct? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm handling the camera most of the time, so right. it's kind of a tricky, you know, in the script process, it was really a tricky choice to try to make um, of how to handle that, you know, how to be how to be able to direct the film 
uh-huh. um, from a found footage perspective and, uh-huh. and not not be in it, you know. And um, so that's that was the choice that I made. You know, I thought I thought it would probably serve the story best and play as as real as possible if I if I the cameraman uh, were present in it as well. Right, right. No, no, you do a great job too in it. You know, it's just uh, when you start when you start watching the film, you, everybody just kind of pulls you in in different directions. You know, like hey, come and see what's happening here, see what's happening here, and then it kind of all goes together. You know, um, you yeah. know, it's uh, the the part of uh, of the over there in White Sands. Did y'all hit, hit in that direction too to do some filming yeah, in that area? Yeah. Yeah, we were we were really out there, uh, pretty deep in the deserts for all these shots. It was actually uh, my parents were just out for the premiere uh, this week. You know, we had the premiere at the Chinese Theater, nice, and um, you know, right here in Hollywood. And my, and my family came across the country for it, and you know, they didn't really see behind the scenes or anything, and they haven't really seen. I don't. They hadn't seen uh, the film. I thought I had sent them an earlier version, but they told me <laughs> after the film they hadn't seen it yet. So they wow. were, you know, they were like, "Oh, it was great. We loved it." And they were asking me questions about it. So I said, yeah, that at this one, you know, we're, we're going to be talking to your audience that hasn't seen the film yet. But in that camping scene in White Sands, we were one hour away from the nearest uh, anything, from the nearest gas station. So if anything went wrong that day, you know, you have you have actors and you have we were, we were actually a really, really small crew. So thankfully, but, right. you know, if anybody if anything were to happen to anyone while we we're out there and we're out there for a long day of shooting. Wow. Um, you know, yeah, it looks we, pretty we were dark. Really, out there. really far out. <laughs> yeah, it looked dark out there. I mean, when y'all were shooting, the, yeah. I, was, I was looking at the shots. I was like, "Wow, you you can almost not see behind the tent." You know what I mean? Because it's like so dark right. out there. Uh, so let dark. Me, yeah. Let me ask you this question. It's just for my personal. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued about it. Did you guys, when you guys were filming out there at night, or filming during the day, or or just, did you guys experience anything out of the ordinary on anything as far as like? you guys get to see anything because you know there's been a lot of stuff up there in the skies you know that pop out every once in a while so did you guys get to experience anything like that before we even started shooting um i was writing this film i was writing the scene again your audience isn't going to have a reference so i'll try not to uh spoil but uh there's something we see something on the side of the road i'll just say that right um in the film while i was writing that scene Someone showed up at my front door at three o'clock in the morning in Hollywood in my house. It was a really? hot night. I had and I had the I, I just had the screen door shut, and I pace around sometimes. My my office is in the back of the house, and it's just a flat one-story house. So you, you know you, you could see kind of through the whole thing like a bowling alley if you're on one end. Wow! And uh, like a bowling lane, you know. And um, at the middle of the night. I, I had one of those I have one of those lights that goes on on the front porch if somebody stands there but if you're there for more than a few minutes it'll go back off right so I'm pacing around kind of working out this scene and sometimes I'll stand up and walk around and talk to myself a little bit as I'm writing and I stood up and I'm walking around and I look up and I see a shadow so close to my door that their nose would have had to have been touching the screen door oh, wow. and the light is out which means that person's been standing there for minutes and I finally looked up and said hello, yeah, because I'm trying to figure out who it was. I thought one of my one of my buddies was uh, is is a, is a cop in this area for the for uh, LAPD. I had just moved into this house. 
I thought, well, maybe he's checking on me. That wouldn't be, I'm always telling everybody stop over for coffee anytime you want. Maybe at three o'clock in the morning, this guy's wow. about to take me up on it. Right, right. I look up and it's, and there's this figure there. And I said, hello. And they whisper, I wanted to thank you. But it was so unaudible that I could hardly hear what they were saying. So I really? said, said, what? And one more time said, I wanted to thank you. It was a it's whisper. I wanted to thank you. Oh, and I'm no. like, what? Oh, hell. <laughs> so the hair on my arm stands up. My whole, every every hair on my body stands up. And I just think there's something really wrong here. So I, I ducked out to, uh, to call 911. Wow. And by the time I'm talking to the police, they're gone. Gone. And then wow. I look back and I wrote this into the movie. You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I look back. They're gone. And I walk to the front of the house to try to figure out what's happening. And now... Yeah. They're on the other side of the street, standing in the shadows between two cars oh, in hell. one split second. Wow. And I just, again, all the hair on my arm stands up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I start talking to 911 like a forensic <laughs> person. I think you got to get over here, you know? And wow. uh, I mean, Hollywood, they call it Holly weird. There's a lot of, there's a lot of transients. There's a lot of weird stuff. You know, people and, and, are not in their right minds walking yeah. around. So I'm guessing that's what happened. Oh, but I'll tell you in the moment, Right. While writing that scene and having that having that experience, it was it was pretty scary. Wow! So, uh, I mean, when you when you after you saw the scene after you put it together, I mean, did it does it give you like a little bit of flashback? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Wow! I always remember. I keep telling everybody that story because people, you know, even the next day because we use my my house as a production office. Nice through, you know, throughout production, throughout post, and everything else. Right. And uh, so, um, you know, everybody was kind of freaked out for a while, even being at the house. You know? <laughs> and this was yeah. before you wrote the, 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 the script? This was, this was before we were even finished. This was in the process of the script. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah that is, that is freaky. If, uh, you know, while we were on set, we were just in these really remote locations. So you, you never wanted to... <laughs> You never wanted to stray too yeah. far away from everybody, right. you know. Like you know, you just don't want to. You don't want to be more than a few steps away from yeah. someone. It just would... got a little. And oh, you know what? Yeah. I completely forgot. While we're shooting this scene uh, at White Sands, that that camping scene, uh-huh. a group of people, but because it's so dead quiet out there, because it's it's so black, we started seeing and hearing people from so far away. Really? It was just a group of kids. I guess they were out hiking or something, and they they got caught after dark, and they were kind of making their way down from one of the you know one of the more mountainous areas, mm-hmm. and they just kind of passed us and said, "Hey, do you guys know where the, like the parking area, like where our where we might have left our cars?" Oh, and we wow. said, "Yeah, I think you know if you if you keep going down this sand path and make a left, it was you know we saw some cars down there. I think that's where your cars are probably at, but." It was a, another weird thing. You know, we're saying, like, do you hear, do you hear something? You know, wow. in the distance, you hear people talking, you know, because it's so far out in the desert, you know? Yeah. Well, that I, was you, weird. you kind of put that concept in the movie as well, correct? I mean, uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's great, too, you know, because uh, there's a lot of stories on that. That's not very many, but. There's a couple of uh, podcasters out there that, you know, uh, they do the ghost thing and they talk about those, uh, the black eyed kids, you know what I mean? And so uh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. story's been out there for a bit, you know, and there's uh, there's one that's pr- pretty creepy, but I need to get in touch with that uh, that journalist that it, it happened to him, like literally happened to him. So and he tells a story over and over. I just need to grab his name again. A friend of mine told me, but I, I just don't have it at the top of my head. But uh, 
No, I mean you. I mean, like I said, that uh, you guys got it on point. You know, as far as the, putting the film together and, and and the locations and and then all these things that are happening when you're out there. You know, um, so uh, as as far as the uh, when when you shot the the close to the to the last scene, I don't want to put anything too much in there out there, but uh mm-hmm. there was some more cast in in the in the movie as well and uh, they did mm-hmm. a really a really great job uh you know and uh how was it that uh, you were casted you know cast them in, in the film as well uh, as far as the uh, uh, I, as far as like who who we picked for the film correct i think it was mostly Ma- you know maya is one of the executive producers of the film as well and she you know she was a partner on the project and Maya knows a lot of actors in Hollywood and we were able to just kind of ask favors. Like I said, it was a SAG film, which means it's a union film. So you still have to pay. There's a, there's minimums and stuff that you have to pay just like any other union. Right, so right. even though we were a really, really small production right. financially, um, that was our biggest expenditure was the actors that we, that we brought on cause we wanted, you know, caliber people and, and SAG actors. So, Right. Um, we just, we just, the people that we got were just, you know, Johnny Dowers from the bridge, uh, and, Gabriella. and, uh, you know, Krista Allen from, from Baywatch, who's an incredible actress. Uh, oh, yes, you know, yes. I just said Richard, Richard Gilliland and, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Galante, uh, right. he, Michael Galante is on, on two different series right now. Sean Cullen Young, uh, from season three of, uh, True Detective and on Deputy right now. Uh, it was just, uh, it was a great, great cast. And, um, I think the, I think everybody honestly was more or less a Maya connection. I will, I did know Gabriella Garcia, um, you know, who's the other girl at the ranch. Right. She did a good job. I knew Gabby. Mm -hmm. She's a great job. Gabby Mm -hmm. is a friend of mine. Um, other than that, it was mostly Maya connections. Mostly people that Maya was reading the script and saying, I know somebody for this part. I know somebody for this part. I know somebody for this part. And I was just kind of reaching out and, Nice. You know, sending people the script and people saying, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'm feeling it, you know? Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys put it all together very well. And I mean, she did great, you know, helping you out and, and getting the cast in there, you know, and putting, yeah. everybody, putting, putting everybody in there. Uh, as far as the alien uh, in, in the film, um, mm-hmm. how did you get the, the concept for how it was going to look like or, or, you know, how big it was going to be or... I- uh, yeah, I had a little bit of a sketch in my mind. Um, you know, I I, I, I kind of created a little bit of art for the project, and uh, Jason Kropik was the person who wound up executing that. Uh, Jason, again, is uh, was, was the character that played Rex, and he was one of the executive producers as well, and did a lot of the editing and special effects on the on the first pass of the film. Nice. And uh, we, you know, we wanted something. You know, again, I don't want to give too much away. Spoiler here, but right, right. you know, we wanted to, we wanted to give uh, something that was some sort of payoff on the film without showing too much and without uh, without having to explain too much. And and we so we wanted something that was uh, a little elusive, but I mm-hmm. also wanted something a little different. And and honestly, the inspiration for the shape uh, came from Close Encounters. Um, oh, one yeah, of the yeah one of the things you kind of see is a little little longer, a little more gangly than you usually see. Right, right. And uh, I, I always like that because it, it does create a little bit a little bit of anxiety when something's not shaped right to me. Um, you know, not proportionate. So right, we, right. Uh, we we went with that. 
good, good job, man. I mean, it's, it was great. Yeah. 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 I loved it. Yeah. So, um, so what, do you have any more future plans for, for any more future sci-fi films like this? Yeah. Yeah. We're working on, um, a couple of partners of mine, uh, Ben and Dean Jagger, uh, people might know Dean Jagger for, uh, for his role on Game of Thrones or for his role on Warrior. Yes. Uh, and Ben Jagger is the writer and director of, uh, Corbin Nash on Netflix and, um, partnered on those guys with, uh, we've already, we already have one script that, uh, is complete that we're, we're trying to secure financing for and we're working on another TV series pitch right now that is heavy, heavy, heavy sci-fi. Nice. Um, probably more, probably the heaviest sci-fi I've ever written. It's really cool and it's really different. I've uh-huh. never seen anything like it, and uh, we're really excited about it. So uh, uh-huh. I, I hope that uh, I hope that's the next thing. You know. Wow. Well, uh, the the yeah. movie that you did right now is called Case Three Forty Seven. Um, where can mm-hmm. we find Where can we find this, and where can uh, our people here that are listening uh, download it at? Case right now, as of today, yes. is on iTunes, Fandango. Flick Sling, Vimeo On Demand, uh, and Google Play. And I believe it will soon be on Amazon, whatever Amazon's um, instant download digital platform is. I don't know if it's Amazon Now or Amazon Play or whatever that is, and also on Voodoo. But uh, that was supposed to be earlier in the week, and I guess they're having a little bit of technical issues. But So as of right now, it's iTunes, Flick Sling, Fandango, Google Play, and Vimeo On Demand. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. A, that's a lot of platforms. You know, pretty good amount of platforms there. You know, I mean, of course, you, you always want more, <laughs> more platforms. Out there, the better it is. Absolutely, the it is. all of them. <laughs> yeah so uh i just i want to thank you for like i said uh, uh introducing me to the film letting me see it before it came out of course it came out on the third of this month uh, march 3rd it came out so uh if anybody's out there want to watch it check it out uh it's called case 347 uh with chris wax he's a director producer of the movie and of course he's had i'm sure he had a lot of help with a lot of people out there i just really i don't have the time to mention but uh if if you can anybody uh check out this film it's a great movie uh, I, I really enjoyed it, especially if you're into sci-fi, you know, Alien, the the whole works. So he did a great job on it. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you uh, for just being on the show and, and uh, just giving us a lot of insight on, on the film and, and, and everything that you're doing out there. We really do appreciate you. I do appreciate you. And I, and I really do appreciate uh, you letting me see the film first. And and um, you know what? Good luck to you on the on the future and on the new films that, that you're going to put out. If you have any new ones that come out, send them my way. We're going to throw them out to our listeners so everybody can check out your film. Certainly will. And, Don, thank you so much. And one of the first things you said was you know, that you're, you're a diehard sci-fi fan, whether it's the big movies or the small ones. And I think that's so important. And it's really, uh, you know, it's really a great attribute to who you are to uh, celebrate a film that's as small as this. Because, uh, you know, on the Hollywood perspective of things, this is, uh, this is a micro-budget film. Right, so, right. uh, if, no, you know, no. if we, if we pull, if we pulled off just a slightly entertaining movie with what we had to work with, and I think it's, I think it's a, a success and I think we did. So I really appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. No, thank you. Uh, like I said, you know, it, it's not just the big guys are up there. They're making the big, you know, just because they're making the big bucks, you know, they make good films, but you know, the smaller ones make really good films as well. And like I said, I've seen a lot and you, you've put it out there and you're doing the same thing. So I appreciate you and I appreciate everything you're doing. Keep up the good work. And uh, and next film you come up, like I said, just give me a call and, and uh, you know, we'll throw it out there. As a matter of fact, we're already hitting 10K listeners, uh, downloads already for Alien Strand. So, Amazing. Uh, so we're Amazing. just going to... Well, hit- definitely keep, 
keep in touch and uh, and and make sure you connect with me. I mean, obviously, you and I have uh, texted a little bit before this uh, interview, but uh, definitely keep in touch and connect on social media and all that jazz. And uh, you know, let's let's keep this going, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to keep on putting it out there. I'm going to throw some more flies out for you, and we're going to get people going your way so they can it. watch the film. Yes, sir. Not a problem. So thank uh, you, you so you much, ha- Don, and, and thanks to everybody who's been listening. Yes, sir. Uh, like you have yourself a good evening, and don't drink too much of that coffee because it's gonna keep you awake all night long. <laughs> <laughs> you do the same. All right, all right, Don. Thank you so much. I appreciate all right, brother. It. Have a good one. All Bye-bye. right, you too, man. Bye. All right. Well, there you have it, yeah, Mr. Chris Wax. Great guy. Done an excellent job on that film. If you have a chance, like I said, watch it. It's called Case Three Forty Seven. It's got really good actors in it. You know, like he like he talked about. You know, um, Chris has done amazing, you know, a couple of small films as well. And, uh, you know, he's getting out there. So let's give him a let's give him a shout out and, and you know, and, and help him out and, and help get out there. And and, you know, because what he's doing is not just for entertainment, but, you know, he's bringing out stories that we talk about, that I talk about on a daily basis, especially like abductions and things that happen every day. You know, uh, people that things that people don't know, but he puts he put it in a dis- different perspective as far as entertainment but still the story's out there and he's going and he's based upon he did his research before the movie came out which is great and i'm glad he did that you know and he talked to really people that are out there and that are you know in the ufology and the ufo community they're up there and he talked to the big people you know and that's that's where to go and that's what he's doing and he's doing a great job and thank you chris for that you know so as for today i just you know i just want to thank everybody for listening to the show and and uh give chris and and his uh, uh his movie and download it check it out share it with your friends you know uh if you're into sci-fi and and aliens and area 51 check that film out you know i think you'd enjoy it you know check it out i did i really enjoyed it uh, get some popcorn out you know get yourself a soda pop or a beer whatever and check out the film you know you can watch it from the now we have these big old tvs you can watch it at home so uh you know i really appreciate it like i said but until then you know you know we we went live today and i hope there were some people out there listening live so uh as for now you guys have yourselves a good day a good evening Good night. Hi, I'm John McGavick, and you're listening to the Alien Strand Podcast with Donald Ledesma. Catch my channel, Mars Discoveries 123, on YouTube. Hit me a like and subscribe. I'll see you there.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 